Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hi everyone, I'm Kate Boyle and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I hope you all are having a fantastic week this week and this week is one of the, I'm chatting about the one of the most, you know, asked questions that I always receive and that is what is the best diet for weight loss? And I feel like most people want to hear a really simple answer and a one size fits all. So they'll say, you know, can you please tell me, you know, what diet should I be following for weight loss? I've tried all these different things and it doesn't work, you know, so what is the answer? And the hard thing to say is that there is no, you know, one size fits all diet that is going to suit everybody for weight loss. Now, there are a couple of principles that are apply for each diet to achieve weight loss, but we can't say that the vegetarian diet is the way that you will lose weight or doing the keto diet is the way that you will lose weight because it really depends on the individual. So when we're looking at our diet, we need to pay attention to our age, our sex, so whether or not we're male or female, our current health status. Are we, you know, in our 20s and, you know, going out and having late nights and working long days, or are we in our 50s or 60s and we don't move quite as much and, you know, we might not be going off to work or we might not be as mobile as we were. So doing activities like running, um, you know, and you might not be very adventurous with eating different foods. So it all depends on the person. It is very individual and it plays into a whole lot of our factors. You know, genetics comes into play, our environment, what access we have to certain foods or exercise and things like that, that we would like to do or can do. So there's no one answer, unfortunately, that's like, if you do this, then you will have weight loss. But what we can look at is the different principles that do apply to everything and everyone if we're looking to lose weight. And I think that's the best area to focus on. So when we are looking to lose weight, we need to be looking at having a calorie deficit. Now, what does that mean? Essentially, that means that we need to eat a little less energy than what we need to do, go about and do what we want to do. Now, what that means is our body, if it's not quite getting enough energy throughout the day, so say you usually get up, get your kids off to school, go to work, fit a workout in, you know, um, come home, relax. So if we're not eating enough food for our body to be able to do those activities, it's going to kick into the reserves that we have. So our stored energy, our stored adipose or fat tissue, our stored glycogen in the liver, it's going to tip into those stores and it's going to use that energy to sort of, you know, boost it up and to make sure it's got enough energy to do those things. So if we want to lose weight, having a calorie deficit 
is needed. Now, in saying that, I don't want anybody to think that they need to restrict their food intake because you can have a calorie deficit without needing to restrict your food intake. And if we look at the example of if someone may eat, um, you know, three meals a day and not have any snacks, but if the first meal is, you know, really high in sugar, so let's say, um, I'm trying to think of an example like hotcakes with just lots of syrup and ice cream and a sauce or, or sprinkles. So lots of very high in sugar. Lunch might be like a takeaway burger and dinner might be pizza. You can see the amount of calories even in those three meals with no snacks is going to be super high, but the nutrient density, so all the nutrients, vitamins, minerals is going to be really low. So we might be getting a lot of calories, but we're not actually getting a lot of vitamins and minerals and building blocks to really nourish our bodies. So we often might feel tired. Uh, have feel like we have brain fog. We might be complaining of aches and pains in the joints. We might not feel that we have enough energy to go out and exercise. Whereas somebody who might be looking to lose weight, but they're really dying, dialing in their nutrition and they're having you know three meals a day and they might be having one or two snacks, but their breakfast might look like you know a fruit and veg smoothie. Their lunch may be a really healthy roast veg and salmon bowl and dinner may be, um, I'd say, a vegetarian risotto filled with lots of veg, um, olive oil, you know, good fats, and then they might have a snack throughout the day, maybe a piece of fruit and some um, a handful of nuts. So you can see how that, you know, meal plan for the day is you don't feel restricted at all in the sense that you're hungry because you're having three meals and snacks. You're eating really nutrient dense foods. So you're going to be getting all those vitamins, minerals, and, you know, amino acids and everything we need for building blocks to build muscle and maintain a really healthy body. But we're going to be getting a lower amount of calories. So, you know, compared to the first example where the calorie intake was really high and the nutrient density was really low, this second example, the calorie intake is low, but the nutrient density is very high. So it's reframing our thoughts around food to make sure that we're getting enough food, that we feel full but we still can be in that slight calorie deficit and it doesn't need to be super low. So there's lots of diets out there that say, you know, restricted your calorie intake and we're going to go on a celery diet or a soup diet. And all you're going to do is drink, you know, two meal replacements throughout the day. And then for dinner, you're going to have a soup. Now, you're going to get results. Of course you are because the calorie intake is really low, but long-term you haven't educated yourself to be able to pick food choices that are really going to nourish your body without feeling like, you know, you're starving all the time or you're restricted. So long-term, those types of diets don't work. We really need to reframe our whole look outlook on food and make sure that we're choosing healthy choices that are high in nutrients, okay, and really nutrient-dense and going to feed our gut. They're going to feed our health. They're going to help boost our energy, but they're not going to leave us feeling depleted, you know, they're not low in nutrients. So it's really looking at how we can educate ourselves to choose better options. And I think that's where a lot of diets may fail because a lot of people will look at a diet and think, I have to follow this plan, but they're not looking at 
what's in the plan and how they can then adapt that plan and use it in everyday life. They just think if I follow A, B, and C, then, you know, I'll get the outcome I want. And that is true. But when that meal plans ends, you need to have that information so that you can keep going because it needs to be a lifestyle change. We need to be able to make these healthy food choices over and over consistently because it's in the consistency that we are going to see these changes occur and stick long term. If we're only making these changes short term, well, the results we get are only going to be short term. So it's not just about following a fad diet for a week or two. It's about educating yourself of what's the best food for your body that's really going to nourish it And then choosing and making that conscious decision every time you eat to choose those types of foods that are really going to nourish you. Now, when it comes to, you know, the healthy diet that we often hear about, you know, there are again some principles that go across the board. We want to be looking at whole foods. So looking at, you know, a wide range of vegetables, lots of different colors, going back to nuts and seeds, grains if you can handle them. But again, that's not going to be for everybody. So you might be able to handle some gluten. You might be, you know, really good with some complex carbohydrates like rice or quinoa, but you also may be the type of person that eats them and doesn't feel very good after them. Maybe you've got bloating, maybe your gut reacts and you, you know, have to go to the toilet. So these are the types of things that we need to pay attention to. And our body is so great at giving us signals and we are so good at squashing those signals down. You know, feeling that upset tummy, feeling not well, feeling like you have to rush to the toilet, feeling like you can't go to the toilet. These are all signals from our body saying, you know what, this food we're eating right now, it's not really great for us. Other things like brain fog, maybe you don't have you know, the concentration that you need. Maybe you feel hungry really quickly after eating that food. Again, these are all signals that we need to pay attention to. So when it comes to which diet is best for weight loss, it's really individualizing the diet for you. But making sure that we choose foods that are nutrient dense and lower in the sugar, okay, but really high in nutrient density and the minerals and vitamins that we can, you know, need to nourish our body. We also want to make sure that we're having an appropriate amount of protein. Protein is essential. It is the building blocks for our muscles. So if we want to have strong muscles and bones, we need to have good amounts of protein. And I've talked about protein before, you know, whether or not you get that from a variety of different foods, you know, it might be a meat source, it might be your vegetarian sources, you know, making sure that you're getting all those different types of amino acids, it is really important. Having balanced meals that have a good amount of protein, fats, and carbohydrates in them are going to help you stay fuller for longer. They're going to have the protein in them for your building blocks. They're going to have the fat, good fat in them for your cell membranes, and they're really going to nourish your body. Making sure that we're cutting out any inflammatory foods, those things like sugar. I know we none of us like hearing it, but it's true. Uh, alcohol, um, you know, stimulants. Things that are like seed oils that are hidden in so many of our foods, whether or not it's muesli bars, uh, muesli, 
uh, cooking sauces, stir-fry sauces, you name it, frozen chips, everything, it's hidden inside so many products and we really need to turn those products over and read the back. We also need to be making sure that, you know, you may dial in your diet 100% and be like, yep, I'm ready to lose weight. Like Kate said, I'm going to go to this whole food diet, you know, more like the Mediterranean, have a mix of, you know, meat and fish. If that's what I, if I eat um, meat and I'm not vegetarian, I'm going to eat more nuts and seeds, lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit, a little bit of complex carbohydrates, and I'm going to really dial in my diet. I'm going to drink lots of water. I'm going to cut out the alcohol. This is all sounding great. And you go off and you do that and you're like, you know what? I'm still not getting results. Why am I not getting results? Because our weight loss might not be our diet alone. That's when we need to be looking at our hormones. Are we in balance with our hormones? Are we going through a stage in our life where we've got some imbalances happening, whether or not that might be perimenopause or menopause? Maybe we've had lots of stressful events happening and we've got really high cortisol levels. And so we may be on the verge of adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue, or maybe we've got an autoimmune condition. So these are the types of things that we need to explore too. You might have a fantastic diet, but if you're not sleeping at all and your cortisol levels are extremely high, your body goes into a state where it goes, oh, she is stressed all the time. There must be a really big, scary event about to happen. So I need to hold on. I need to keep holding on to the energy that I have and the calories that I have because I need it for survival. She's going to need to flee at any second because the cortisol levels are super high all the time. She must be facing danger, imminent danger right now. And it's happening all the time. So your body will start to shut down. Your body will prioritize what it can use its energy for, and it's going to use it for survival. That's where you may find that your hair might not be lustrous. It might start to fall out. You might feel your skin go really dry and flaky. You may also um, stop getting your period because when you are trying to, you know, flee from danger, your reproductive system is not very important at that stage. So it really depends on what our hormones are doing, you know, what our sleep is like, what our stress levels are like, and we can have the best diet dialed in and still not lose weight if we've got lots of things happening in these other areas of our life. We also may be like, oh, I'm eating really well. And I'm also exercising, like you said, to exercise, I'm working out six days a week and I'm still not going anywhere. And again, that's when we need to look at sleep, stress levels. We may need to also look at toxin exposure. Are you being exposed to any heavy metals? Do you have high levels of heavy metals in your body? Is there a, a mold exposure? Are you being exposed to lots of different chemicals through products? It might be, you know, skincare. It might be in foods. It might be just where you live. There's lots of traffic and there's lots of fumes. So all these different environmental factors can add up as well. So please don't despair if you are out there and you feel like you've been on a weight loss journey that's not working or, you know, you've been on one where there's ups and downs. 
these you know ideas are just meant to get you to start to think about that yes our diet is really important and we do need to have some type of calorie deficit but we don't need to restrict our food so we feel hungry we also need to look at the quality of the food we're putting into our body because just like a car if we're putting cheap crappy fuel into our car it's not going to run well and our body is exactly the same and then we need to look at these lifestyle factors that support our body our sleep you know managing our stress how we're moving our body you know what kind of you know toxin or chemical exposure are we having as well Uh, you know are these causing lots of inflammation in the body so you know seed oils sugar, chemicals, the list goes on, stress, these will all cause inflammation. And if there's high levels of inflammation in the body, then again, everything's going to be out of balance and we're going to struggle. So there's again, there's not that one size fits all approach. And I don't want to say it in, you know, any way to make you feel upset or disappointed. I really want you to listen to this and feel in charge because you are in charge of your health. And I'm hoping that you go, okay, maybe I have been struggling. I know everything's dialed in, but I haven't been focusing on sleep. So that's something I can do next. Or, you know, I can go bid as a a specialist and get a blood test done, get some of my, you know, nutrients checked out, see where they're at, because maybe I have an underlying autoimmune or thyroid condition that I don't know about. And that's why I can't lose weight. So please think about this information, but as always work with your trusted health practitioner to individualize it and get specific advice for you because this is just to give you those sort of you know get those juices flowing and think about ways that you may be able to dial things in to help you make sure that the next time you're looking to lose some weight that you can make it a successful and an enjoyable journey because you know my husband and I were just saying the other day that we never feel like we are resisting or feeling like we're restricting ourselves in any way when it comes to our diet. We really do feel like, you know, we if we are out and about and we, you know, want to have a dessert, then we're really going to sit down and enjoy it. But we know that that's just a very small percentage of our diet and making sure that, you know, the next meal we eat a really nourishing meal and we get a good night's sleep and we, you know, manage our stress levels. I do, you know, lots of Pilates to help with my breath connection and my stress and those types of things. Having all these other things in place are going to be very supportive. That one meal that you have that you might go, oh, it's higher in calories or, you know, it's got some foods in, it's high in sugar that I know might not be good for me. That's not going to throw you off the rails if you've got all these other things in place. So just some food for thought to help you dial in some of these healthy habits to make everything a little bit more easy when it comes to losing weight. All right, that's it for this week. I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or, you know, want to share some feedback, you had an aha moment, then definitely reach out, tag me on social media at Mind Movement Health. Otherwise, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you jump on and do that. We've got some great guests coming up uh, at the end of this month that I can't wait to share with you then. All right, have a fantastic week. I'll see you next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.